And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll talk about the Angels' tough break and the Giants' crowded roster. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have not had uh, three cold brews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melky are here with you on Thursday, August 5th. We dive into the news and notes. Anthony Rendon is going to miss the remainder of the season, getting surgery on a right hip impingement. It's been a lost season for Rendon. A number of injuries never really was able to get going, unfortunately. We'll talk about his replacement, Jack Mayfield, a little bit later. Anthony DiSclefani going to the uh, IL with shoulder fatigue. Tommy LaStella activated off of the IL. He started at third base on uh, Wednesday. We obviously know this team has Chris Bryant there. Just a ton of infielders now. What do you think they make of this, Al? I, you know, I honestly don't know, uh, but I will say when I saw this news, I wasn't obviously worried about Chris Bryant just a day off right. for him, but I was definitely worried about a guy we've talked about a lot the last couple of weeks, Lamont Wade Jr. Uh, he did play, and I suspect that that uh, time, uh, that roster crunch and the time off that's created by it is going to get spread around. Uh, I would think probably Donovan Solano maybe getting the brunt of that, although he did start uh, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, between him and Wilmer Flores, Wade and, and Wade's, you know, probably just going to be playing against uh, righties anyhow. So a lot of platooning, probably just a lot of rotating and unfortunately not the greatest for any of these hitters involved who are all, you know, worthy in fantasy on, on, you know, various levels. Yeah, definitely going to get spread around. Funny that the first day, the one guy who's not going to feel the brunt of it is the guy who takes a seat, and that's Chris Bryant. Yuli Gurriel was out again on Wednesday, still dealing with that neck issue. Kyle Schwarber ran the bases, not at full speed, but good that he's getting out there, running, working on that hamstring issue. Should be going on a rehab assignment, and when he comes back, could be seeing him at first base, so could be adding some positional eligibility for this season and maybe for next season as well. So let's cross our fingers for Schwarber there. Nick Castellanos could return on Thursday from his wrist injury. Alex Bregman needs at least two more rehab games at the AAA level, but sounds like he is just about ready to come back from that quad issue. Eric Lauer was placed on the COVID-19 IL after a positive test. Jazz Chisholm and Matt Barnes activated from the COVID-19 IL. Dave Roberts says that Clayton Kershaw and Tony Gonsolin are in, quote, idle mode. Very uh, fortunate for the Dodgers that they can just, you know, 
trade for Max Scherzer and let him be awesome. Uh, Dodgers also signed Cole Hamels to a one-year, $1 million deal he reported to the team's complex in Arizona. Probably nothing really to see here from a fantasy perspective. Certainly nothing to see for now. We'll check back in on Cole Hamels if it is required of us. Edwin Diaz was placed on the paternity list. Trevor May got the save at Miami, so maybe if you're chasing saves for the next day or two, Trevor May could be someone you turn to. Ryan Presley back with the Astros activated off the paternity list. And Michael Lorenzen picked up a five-out save in Minnesota, and Al, I'm sorry, man, but that's all I'm going to let us talk about the Cincinnati bullpen today. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday's standouts, let's start with Mookie Betts, two homers against Houston, up to 17 on the season, and he made his third straight start at second base, so he too could be picking up some eligibility, nothing to uh, really say as actionable from that other than, hey, Mookie Betts managers could be getting a little bit of flexibility if Betts keeps on starting at second. We have quite a bit of actionable stuff to talk about, however, from the rest of Wednesday's hitter standouts. The first is Luis Garcia. He hit a couple of home runs against the Phillies. We surmised that he would be one of the gainers in Washington after that team made all those trades, and it looks like that's coming to fruition here, Al. It does, and not a really uh, a big surprise there. And with a couple of homers also coming through with uh, uh, making good on that promise of power that he showed in the minor leagues this year. So uh, nice to see from Garcia, and definitely somebody worth uh Checking on and seeing if he's out there, 14, 15 team leagues, maybe put him on the watch list in 12 teamers right now. Yeah, I think he's probably the guy that we're going to talk about here other than the very next guy who gets the most fantasy attention with his larger role because of the trades that were made. Luis Garcia, definitely someone who is feeling pretty relevant in deeper mixed leagues. And by deeper, as Al said, 14, 15. So we're not talking 20 team leagues. Luis Garcia, definitely on the radar in a lot of fantasy formats. Jonathan India has been there for quite a while. He went three for five with his 18th double of the season against the Twins. Now hitting 284, he's got an 853 OPS. I mean, even the greatest Jonathan India fan could not have seen this sort of season coming for him. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, just really incredible and had a little bit of a midseason lull and he is just back with a vengeance. So uh, I don't know that I could literally say that India needs to be rostered everywhere, but I think 12 teamers, uh, mm-hmm. granted, he probably isn't available in all that many 12 teamers at this point, but worth checking on because he's he is certainly legit. Yeah, you love to see a guy come back. Like if I could have said a steady 284, 853 season or a surge come into a lull and then surge again, I would take the latter for a guy like India who's breaking out because it shows that he is adjusting to the adjustments that were made to him. Oscar Mercado goes four for five with his second home run of the season against the Blue Jays. He's going to be playing mostly every day. At least he should be playing mostly every day for Cleveland. How interested are you in Mercado the rest of the way out? Well, talking about, uh, you know, kind of the the sine wave of uh, player performance here, I just dropped Mercado in a couple of leagues. So uh, I'll be tracking him for the rest of the week and uh, seeing if, uh, you know, he can sustain uh, a higher level of performance here because he's been a tough one to figure out, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, A great rookie season, a disappointing 2020, uh, most of this year in the minors so far, and then kind of up and down so far with Cleveland. So uh, still, you know, really have Mercado on my radar because that potential is, is still there for him. Jack Mayfield uh, filling in for the now injured and now out for the season. Anthony Rendon. First of all, it's an upset of the century that Jack Mayfield is an American baseball player on the Los Angeles Angels and not like a British soccer player on Manchester City with a name like that. But hey, Jack Mayfield playing baseball for the Angels and going three for three, sixth homer of the season, fifth double of the season. He should be playing every day with Anthony Rendon down. How interested are you in him? 
Yeah, and Mayfield has been playing every day, so that that's you know a pretty safe bet for him going forward. And I mean, Mayfield's got a really particular profile that we're now we're seeing him sustain now that he's getting this extended playing time, which is he's not going to hit for average, most likely fly ball hitter. Uh, but we are seeing some power dividends from that uh, batted ball approach for Mayfield. So definitely a category specialist. He's hitting in the bottom of the Angels order. That's probably not going to change. So it's pretty much home runs or, or bust for Jack Mayfield. But again, in deeper leagues, we have a need for that. He's probably out there. And second 30-year-old to be doing this, similar to what we've seen all season from Patrick Wisdom. Let's go on to Hoy Park. He went two for five with his third double of the season at Milwaukee. Early returns on Park, four for 13. Uh, Another guy who you would think Pittsburgh wants to get a good look at before this season is up. So I ask you the same question now. How interested are you? Where are you interested in Hoy Park? I'd say probably 15 15 teamers and deeper at this point. Uh, He's hitting at the top of the the Pirates lineup. And yeah, I know it is the Pirates lineup, so I don't want to oversell the run production potential here for Park, but uh, likely to keep hitting for average. Uh, We're seeing some doubles power from him already. And uh, yeah, 15 teamers, I think he can be helpful. Let's go on to the pitcher standouts from Wednesday. Let's start with the former Pirate, Jamison Tyone, six and a third, ten strikeouts against the Orioles, gave up two earned runs, three runs total on four hits and a walk. Tyone is a guy who I think has probably been on uh, multiple rosters in a lot of fantasy leagues this season, but if you are the person who has him now, I think you probably want to keep him around with the way he's been pitching now. I think so. He's really been surging of late, pitching much better and much more consistently. So it's great to see and uh, bodes well maybe for a good stretch run for him. Edrod, Eddie Rodriguez, a nice start. Uh, five innings pitch, 10 strikeouts, four walks, two hits against the Tigers. You don't love the walks, Al, but you'll love, love, love those 10 strikeouts. Obviously, you strike out 10, you walk four in five innings. You're not going to get them pitch much deeper than that. It's a big pitch count, but hey, Eddie Rodriguez doing what we know he can do with those 10 Ks. Yeah, absolutely. So another case of a pitcher where I don't know how available he necessarily is in your leagues, but worth worth checking on. And yeah, that strikeout category, he is going to help there for sure. Yeah, another guy who maybe is a little bit more available just because of the slower start to the season that he had. So uh, definitely a guy worth checking out. Carlos Carrasco took to the mound for the second time this season on Wednesday and looked decent doing it, Al. Four and a third inning, five strikeouts. Did have to dance around five hits, but he didn't walk anyone. Gave up a couple of runs. We know this is going to be up and down for him as he gets back on the mound, but I don't know. I think I leave this one feeling encouraged. How about you? Oh, no, I definitely do. Uh, And if there's anything uh, that I wish maybe I could have seen is him getting to the end of the fifth inning in this one. Uh, I did have a little bit of a uh, dilemma about whether or not to start Carrasco in one of my 12 teamers just because of that concern. I ultimately did go with him. And I'm sure going forward, we're going to see him go a a bit deeper as the season goes on. So, yeah, certainly no red flags here for Carrasco. Yeah, definitely feeling good about him. The Mets are as well, and a former Met feeling pretty good about himself. Steven Matz uh, dominated the Indians on Wednesday. Eight Ks in six innings, gave up six hits in a walk, but no runs. And this guy has been looking pretty effective recently. Al's last uh, seven starts, it's been a 3-9 ERA. You can definitely live with a high 3 ERA from a pitcher like this, especially when he's giving you 32 strikeouts in 32 and one-thirds innings. Is Steven Matz someone you are interested in as more than a streamer right now? Uh, I mean, streaming off my bench, I I think that you'd want to use him or I would want to use him enough that uh, I'd want to have him rostered, not not just pitch and ditch. Uh, But uh, yeah, I I do. uh, 
I do see that uh, he'd be really useful for a lot of his matchups. Yeah, not necessarily the full seal of approval, but someone who definitely deserves to be on a roster. And finally, Stephen Brault in his debut, four innings, three hits, one run, one walk, two strikeouts against the Brewers. He had a pretty effective 2020 season. Right now, probably more on our radar as a streamer than anything else, but we will definitely be keeping tabs on Stephen Brault the rest of the way. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's look at Thursday's streamers, Al. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys that we want to take a look at. We've got a couple of streamer versus streamer matchups. The first, Tyler Anderson against Nestor Cortez. The second, Tristan McKenzie against Ross Stripling, although McKenzie's got obviously that tough Toronto lineup to face. Joe Ross is going to get the Phillies over his last seven games. He's got a 2.98 ERA in 42 and a third innings with 49 strikeouts, so he's feeling awfully good about himself. Tuki Toussaint, uh, a guy who lives on the stream radar, He's going to get the Cardinals later today. Martin Perez gets the Tigers, and Merrill Kelly gets the Giants. Who are you interested in, Mr. Melchior? Definitely Joe Ross, and uh, I don't know how much longer he's going to be in the segment because, he's, as you put it out, he's just been awfully good lately. Kind of surprising to me that he hasn't been picked up in, in more leagues, although you did point out recently that you know we're at that point where some people may be shifting their they're focused to football and you know for mm-hmm. those of us still zoned in on on baseball that's that's to our benefit <laughs> so <laughs> Ross is somebody I definitely would want to want to add and frankly keep around after this one so he's kind of head and shoulders above everybody else Nestor Cortez against the uh, excuse me I almost said the Pirates against the Mariners because <laughs> uh, I'm looking at Tyler Anderson Tyler there. Anderson's name but sought I still, after Tyler Anderson could have been a Philly Yep, but I still, I still kind of, yeah, War Andersons there, there in Philadelphia. Uh, but I do, I do like uh, Nestor Cortez. Would like to be better against Pittsburgh, but um, uh, I, I'm just going to skip the McKenzie Stripling matchup. Uh, yep. Not trusting Stripling to keep the ball in the park. McKenzie been been not walking very many batters lately, which is great to see. But like you said, just a really tough matchup. Toussaint coming off of a bad start, but a good matchup there. I almost put Wade LeBlanc in this list because he's sure. been good lately, but pretty low ceiling there. So uh, Perez and Kelly, uh, Kelly especially don't really like the matchup. Perez, I think not. The Tigers you know, still getting used to that idea. They're not necessarily a, an easy matchup. So for me, it's definitely Joe Ross above everybody else. And then Nestor Cortez as a consolation prize if I can't get Joe Ross. All right, now let's wrap up this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15 by taking a run through the stock watch. On the plus side, Andy Ibanez, 13 for his last 44, three homers, uh, five walks against six strikeouts, so you definitely like that sort of ratio, and 44 plate appearances also, or 44 at-bats, excuse me, and he's looking like the everyday second baseman there, so feeling like he certainly is a guy who is on the way up. Cole Irvin, in his last six trips to the mound, has struck out 30 and walked seven and 37 in a third innings, giving up just one homer in that time, has a 2.41 E. ERA. Uh, anything that you're looking at with Ibanez and Irvin in terms of adding them right now? Uh, yeah, Irvin might be tough to add, and I think where he is available, I, I'm looking more to stream Irvin. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, as long as he's got like a decent strikeout rate uh, and a decent uh, whiff rate, uh, I'm I'm interested because he's not walking batters, he's not giving up the home runs, he's got a good home park. So uh, you know, I think uh, 
you know, Irvin uh, definitely deserves some uh, streamer respect. And Abanya is definitely on my radar for 14 teams and up with the playing time he's getting and uh, the way that he's been producing, uh, you know, in that Rangers lineup. On the downside, we got a couple of players from the AL Central. Really strange season for Yoan Moncada. Getting on base a ton, but the power just hasn't been there. And really just getting on base via the walk, hitting 258. He's hitless in seven of his last eight games. We will definitely be revisiting uh, where his season-long fantasy value sits in 2022. Just a strange season, and even stranger that it has been buoyed by a strong White Sox lineup around him. The guy who I really want to ask you about, however, is Zach Plesak. Uh, since his return from a fractured thumb, just hasn't looked like himself. Uh, just 14 strikeouts in 26 and two-thirds innings. He's given up seven home runs, a 5.74 ERA. Are you sitting him down until you see signs of him being something of his actual self? I would not only do that, but I would really consider dropping him in 12-teamers at this point because I just don't think there's that that much uh, upside there that would preclude me from wanting to go and fill that spot with somebody maybe who has more upside. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15, the show that always has plenty of upside for your morning. Al and I will be back with you on Friday. In the meantime, please rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. We are looking forward to our next show. Hope you are as well. Enjoy all the baseball action on Thursday, and we will talk to you on Friday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.